Hi guys, today we are in conversation with Namrata Kathet. Uh, she runs a peer-to-peer support group session known as Listening Circle in Delhi. She is also the co-founder of an NGO called Poor. She has done her master's in creative writing and English literature from the University of Delhi. She's done her master's in creative writing and English literature from the University of Delhi. Let's go and chat with Namrata and find out about her role as caregiver. Hi Namrata, welcome to the SOS show. Hi Sachita, thank you for inviting me for the SOS show. When was the first time that you discovered uh, that your mom had schizophrenia? Um, you know, uh, the first time I realized what exactly my mom was going through was when I was in high school. Mm-hmm. So I, I came across this documentary by Reshma Valapian, which is directed by Arpana Sanyal and there you know the the character the the protagonist who was actually a real life person known as Reshma Valapin so she mm. she showed the similar sort of symptoms and she had a similar sort of story like I, my mom had so I could relate that and then later on I took her to a, to her doctor and then I asked the doctor I asked her psychiatrist like what exactly how how what exactly is she going through then he said that you know she in schizophrenia people generally live in one or two world but but you know my mom he told me that my mom had multiple worlds so that's when i finally got to know and i was still in high school so that's mainly when i finally got to know what she was dealing with however mm-hmm. i was very young and i knew already that my mom there was something different and so it wasn't mm-hmm. you know I could feel all those things even when I was young and when she was going through some some issues. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Incidentally, we did our first episode with Reshma, uh, yeah. where she talks about uh, you know hearing voices. Yeah. Tell me something because I, I personally know schizophrenia very closely because you know I see it in my immediate family. Mm. Did did she hear voices and did she see people vividly? Yes, definitely. I still remember like how my father used to tell me that you know how your mom would always so my mom would always ask my father because he was not here when I was young so he used to work abroad and when he used to come he used to only come for holidays and so she would always tell him that you know some somebody's out there to 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 hurt her she would see these vivid images of snakes of knives or, or, and, and sometimes she would talk to people and sometimes she would just sit alone and laugh and talk and it would look like as if she's talking to someone but there was no one so i've grown up seeing all that and i know that she would listen to people and she would talk about people and she would say oh i was talking to this person and then we would like who and then she would just not reply yep so the hearing voices part that psychosis was pretty pretty much what my mom went through so after so many years well, how many years now say 10 years 12 years yeah more than that yeah more than yeah. that around 10 12 15 years later what kind of state she's in do you think she's become better with medication you working in the space of mental uh, mental health as well uh, through your ngo bhor do you feel that you have come closer to understanding her trauma you know i already had come closer to understanding a trauma even before bhor and maybe okay. that is why i actually want you know i started mm-hmm. working for bhor when i took mm-hmm. when i when i actually wanted to be 
someone working in this space i never thought mm-hmm. that i would ever be someone working in this space i always mm-hmm. thought that i would mm-hmm. be just the survivor and the sufferer i never thought that i, I would actually actively pick up that this this field as mm-hmm. something to work on and um so my mom knows that she had gone through some trauma because sometimes she cries she feels all that she's in mm-hmm. at the end of the day human uh you know and you know what like it's pretty normal if you so i know what she go through because sometimes even as humans we talk to ourselves we we block ourselves in our room and we sometimes talk to ourselves sometimes we cry to uh, to ourselves alone and sometimes we laugh alone and we do all that and growing up i realized and sometimes i i would be worried if if is this the symptom of another mental health issue with me so sometimes i would worry about that as well because yeah. i've grown up my mom doing those things and those things being associated with mental health issues but then yeah. when i was growing up i was like no this is pretty normal so mm-hmm. if somebody has to actually see me and see how i live my life they would probably think that i have multiple mul- mental health issues but that's not true so what i'm trying to say is that she is normal in that sense like it's it's like another human being going through ups and downs and going through trauma and not being able to yes not being maybe able to actively go on with it because when she was going through all that at the in- initiation phase and the beginning of all that she herself didn't know and nobody knew around her so which is why it took a really long time for everybody to to give the right treatment or say medication or because that was the only thing then nobody really thought of what has she gone through and yes even though in my family people say that you know she went through this she went through that but at the end of the day everybody got her hooked hooked up to the medicine and and for really long time those medicines didn't work by the way what They what really, kind of med- what kind of medicines were there i think i don't remember that because i was really okay. young mm-hmm. i don't know what those medicines were because i know I mean, we, were they allopathy were they were they, 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 they were allopathy they were allopathy okay. homeopathy mm-hmm. doctors on all never really worked for her because her mm-hmm. psychosis like i told you was like really yes. severe so she been those but how, medicine, how did how did you guys give the medication because i believe it's very tough to give medication to uh, somebody suffering from schizophrenia yeah. because they don't think they have anything yeah 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 mm. exactly and you know what it's not like they don't think like my mom was always conscious we would tell her you know you you're sleeping all day she would know that she's sleeping all day this is not her like she she's, a, she's aware she was aware she, yeah, about yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Mm. but mm. then you know with mental health it's one day of awareness and another yes. day of not aware not being yes. aware right yes so some days she would take it readily and some days you know we would have to you know my my father would have to like we like i would have to give it because i was a child so my mom would take it from my hand mm. so all that would be done like she would not take medicine from someone she doesn't trust yes so she and when i grew up then my brother and sister started giving her medicine and now she's pretty like she knows that you know when she takes those medicines she's able to have a night sleep or something like she she understands that i think she sees that difference herself so there's no fight as such but yeah if she won't be responsible herself to take those medicines like we will somebody will have to give it to her but that's the thing like but Those after times, those after those many years of taking medication is she better now I, i would say that i don't know whether it's the medicine part or it's the part that she's with i don't know what what worked frankly mm-hmm. speaking like what mm-hmm. exactly like it was a lot of things which were there mm-hmm. but i but i do know that 
my brother was born and after two years we saw some changes in my mom because that was also the time when we also took her to a different doctor psychiatrist mm-hmm. so there, there were different medicines prescribed to her and there were certain changes but it could be because you know my brother was also born and my yes. sister she had a lot of kids around her so it could be a different phase that she went through but yes we saw a lot of changes and what she's right now is also very different like she's so much like as a, as a person I, I know that there was a time when how severe it was with her like mood swings and stuff but right now it's pretty much nice and also maybe maybe my my outlook changed mm-hmm. and the way I started seeing things change like so if we are treating someone with mental health all the time we tell them you know you're not good you're not good for this you're not there and we keep shouting at them they're just humans they're going to react at the end of the day it's with anyone it's with your mm-hmm. friends as well so yeah. if she's and I keep treating her bad I don't I would always see her she's doing that to me because she has mental health but it's when I realize that she's doing that because I keep shouting at her or mm. other people mm. keep shouting at her that's, mm. that's mm. the reason that she's behaving like that for that that's when things changed frankly mm. and where are those medicines because she's been hooked on to them for 20 years like she needs I won't say she won't function without does she that sti- does she still hear voices though? I think so I think she doesn't talk but she would sometimes yeah yeah you know those medicines also um when you are too much hooked on to them they give you ticks right they, yes. there's a lot of side effects with those medicines yes. Yes. those are yes. involuntary ticks that happen yeah. so my mom is currently going through that so hmm. but don't so you think are, it's surprising uh namrata because we are all aware about the schizophrenia space that even after 1887 when it was first discovered we still do not have medications which do not have any side effects and incidentally i was i had the same conversation with reshma on our first episode yeah uh what do you, what do you have to say to that yeah it's i think this diagnosis of schizophrenia is anyway first of all very very difficult hmm. to understand and to but however uh, hmm. if someone is going through schizophrenia hmm. it it takes a longer time to finally diagnosis you know because yes. the person shows a lot because it has a lot of things it, it, it can it can be passed on to bipolar it can be it yes. can be said as a as, as just, just just depression so yes. for a person to show those signs of schizophrenia it takes a really long time but then mm. by the time the person starts showing that all that the psychosis is too much you know mm. so you can't just ask them to just say okay you just go to a therapy then somehow they the first thing that the person will want is to just give them medicine so they calm down Mm. and uh, or or maybe i'm not sure how how it is with other people because i've only seen it with my mom and yes. i feel like it is like they, there are no certain medicines but i don't know if there are any medicines for even for other things which doesn't have mm. effects like mm. everything has side effect mm. all these medicines for depression mm. or say even bipolar has side effects yes. so yes. why has there been no medication discovered on schizophrenia despite it being found in 1887 we still don't have anything without side effects namra do you think that there is a problem the research there in terms of science like we still do not understand schizophrenia totally and wholly we still are confused about it yeah 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 i think that may be true understanding schizophrenia and like i said like by the time a person starts showing finally those sta- scenes you know those however i feel like schizophrenia is something which, which has those concrete symptoms and signs you know like it is something which 
it does everybody does say that uh, schizophrenia is there's a lot of psychosis that happens schizophrenia so yeah. there's a lot of hearing voices that happen in schizophrenia yeah. so if that is happening and that happens pretty quickly as well when you when a person is diagnosed with schizophrenia so i don't i don't i don't really believe that it is like people who are doing those research don't know what schizophrenia is like maybe yes. us the general public don't know what schizophrenia is but the general yes. public also doesn't know what bipolar and mainly really people don't even know what exactly depression is yes a lot of time we just use depression so easily without realizing how severe and clinical it is like how really really it gets difficult for a person to get out of bed and brush their teeth so i feel like if you have to show what depression or maybe bipolar is you really have to show people like this is what the daily life of those people is and and i feel like with schizophrenia it's still those signs are still strong you know it's not something you can say that you know what i don't think this person is having schizophrenia it's just like it's so you can't just label anyone schizophrenia because then it's people say it's genetic people people say a lot of things regarding it right so mm. i i'm not sure what, because what, what, do you, not, what do you think what do you think uh, could possibly be a trigger uh, for your mom um, in this case because uh, yeah people say it's genetic people say it can be a trigger it can be anybody can get schizophrenia you know if it's lying dormant uh, what do you think could be the cause there i don't know why schizophrenia for my mom frankly where mm-hmm. it could have been just depression like i'm mm-hmm. sure it may have been just depression <laughs> i'm not sure but mm-hmm. i feel like um, there's a lot of trauma because in bore as well we look at things from trauma based perspective yes. I feel like yes there was a lot of trauma maybe while growing up I I've that's the thing I've not talked to my mom she hasn't told all told any of this story to me mm-hmm. I've just yes. listened from other people so I yes. wish I would have known how much mom's childhood was was from her her perspective but I never got to know that so it could have been something where what she was growing up could have been the trauma of of her early marriage could have been mm-hmm. the fact that that she had to live alone when she was pregnant could have been her really tough pregnancy could have been the fact that you know she was diagnosed with thyroid at the same time while she was pregnant could have been so many things and i feel like why schizophrenia i i really have no answer to that could have been the fact that she was really creative yes. and because and i remember I, you telling me that she you yeah. know used to go and buy paint uh, the yeah, paint and yeah. she used to paint the whole yeah. day and yeah, yeah. she was and highly some, creative yeah Yeah and she did all that sometimes it would be painting sometimes it would be knitting sometimes it would be different kind of art and and that would be just a phase and she would leave that half done and then she would start back on something else so i i don't know why schizophrenia because i couldn't also hear her side of story and that is maybe something that i am also i may also research on and i may also carry on that thing but maybe it could have been something like depression and then it went to much harsher time because nobody really understood what she was going through i mean it's completely from a science perspective and i don't know but from a human perspective from a trauma mm-hmm. perspective mm-hmm. like i would say she went through a lot mm-hmm. of someone who who never expected that she would go like if i am not aware of life and i feel like like this cannot happen to me at all and when yeah. something like actually happens to me i think the chances of not surviving that phase properly is pretty high you know yes yes because if you are 
you cannot you can you don't you're not aware of things of the things that can happen to you or you're always on the blind side and you feel like you know this can never happen to me so the chances of you going through that trauma is pretty high because it just happens it just it's so and then when there is no one to help you out and no one to listen yeah. to you one to actually support you yeah. and say you know what it's normal so in her mind i like think about it like if a person when we are if some if someone does go through depression and say even just a phase it's so hard to even accept that like oh my yeah. god i'm really depressed and you don't figure you don't even figure it out till the end till yes. till end it starts showing into your physical body or it starts impacting your daily life you don't even figure it out so for yes. her she she herself had no clue or no awareness about something like mental health so if she is going through all that i don't think she would have realized what is happening to her till the end till till the end she would just be justifying it as someone is actually trying to kill her or somebody's doing something wrong to her she would just she would actually believe all that don't you think mm-hmm. why are you trying to take me to a doctor when i am true this is what she would always say right mm-hmm. but because that is she wasn't she wasn't there like she like i know about mental health so if something i like i can figure out those signs i know this yes. is something which can happen but for someone who can never can never see herself this i don't think she would have known and she would have figured it out so mm-hmm. i feel like i can only see it from that side and i can mm-hmm. i can see that maybe that's why schizophrenia and maybe that's why so much psychosis but mm-hmm. not really sure what mm. is it wow why mm. mm. in my in my last earlier conversation on schizophrenia there was this another point do you think it could be a case of being an introvert and also being highly sensitive i think highly sensitive yes mm. um my my mom was highly sensitive yes. um in my growing up in my nani's family nobody really yes. ever shouted and you know i was also telling you that um if for her transition from one family to another going to another family which was loud and always would fight and all that you know those are the things that she couldn't i don't think she could take that and and even right now like a lot of people like in my nani's family also like they are always like they don't they, they are sensitive people and mm. and i feel that um from there on yes i think highly sensitive people you know are are prone to you know getting hurt and and yeah they i'm not really also 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 like you know we we had this conversation where you know somebody like your mom coming from um uh, you know like a peaceful small lovely town into you know this big city yeah and, you know perhaps a shock in terms of how people behave, behave. or what are their value systems or mm. what are their culture cultural you know upbringings can actually be also a trigger it can be a trigger but it generally is not if you so it shouldn't be technically because we yes. humans are are adaptable right yes. but if that surrounding is hostile and is not yes if not what you expected or thought you were not prepared for that yes. right yeah that's when the chances of you that, that means your mental health is suffering Yes, true. and you don't even realize when it's really. So you've been suffering since a really long time, and you don't even realize. You don't even realize that. So yes, I feel that. Oh yes, the transition to a different family, to a different town, which was not as peaceful and and which is not um not accommodate accommodatable to her sensitivity. I feel like yeah, yeah, that can that could have been a trigger. That could have been just a just a 
just a bad environment you know like yes yes so it wasn't a good environment for her mental health so i think yes. that's what that's the one thing we need to think of that think how of, our yes. environment also yes. affect us and and who we are from the inside and and how much do we let our environment affect us so yes. all those things yes it, it can just think about it a person working in a office and the yeah. office is really bad and hostile what yes. person will have mental health issues absolutely absolutely i mean it can be a trigger for anyone it can be a trigger for anyone yeah yes depending on their sensitivity quotient yeah exactly adaptability quotient adaptability and mm. their way of dealing with things yes i was also telling this to someone that um i think we all need to have a buffer system like we generally a lot of people who go through a lot of sh- difficult times yes. and you know the people we say are quote unquote strong yeah. you know those those are the people who have uh, self preservative methods like they they self prevention methods they they develop a sort of buffer system and prevention yeah. system for themselves mm. very unconsciously and those are the traits that we see them carried on for a really long time so yeah. if i say my nana is someone who's introvert and doesn't talk to people and is always in his room alone and that's the label people give him yeah. i feel that's a that's his buffer system that's mm-hmm. the way he does things so that mm. he 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 so we all humans are like sort of we all adapt and we all you know survive right and yes. and we, in in while we're going through difficult times we all develop into something yes. which i would say it's always good this buffer system if you're not happy from the inside then it's nothing but a lot of people do develop this buffer system to just keep their mental health right you yes. know for them so um so i feel like we all should think about developing those buffer systems yes and there is a need for that and i was just telling this like i said to someone that um like while i was also going through a lot of things my mom and other things i also like did the same and then i realized how much i need to work on that buffer system on and on and on because i also need to open up myself for experiences in life but at the yes. same time realize that that oh, all right i can't let everything affect me Yes. So you know, yeah, yeah. I think that's a very maybe important that is point. Yeah. yeah, yes. And maybe that that is something my mom couldn't do. So maybe yes. that. Yes. Yes. Do, do your relatives understand what is schizophrenia? No, I don't think so. I think they know the signs and everything of my mom. I don't mm-hmm. think they understand the gravity of schizophrenia because they ha- had and have to. live with that person or then deal with someone like that but i feel like everybody like now in today day in today's time know what mental health is because somewhere some at some point of time everybody suffered and i feel like um they may not know what exactly schizophrenia is but they may know what mental health is mm. so they do feel like my relatives do feel you know compassionate for that thing mm. Mm. knowing what has happened to my mom yeah how tough was that <laughs> so chita people have gone through so much tough things in life <laughs> i yes. this is really because i had mm. a lot of support from mm. a lot of people mm. um you know early on in my life i was like when you grow up then you realize a lot of things right mm. but i'm also saying this from a hindsight yes that early on i realized the value of friends yes and um, and value of having mm. external support Mm. out of your family realizing that mm. how much valuable that is which yes. is completely contradictory to what our indian society teaches right yes mm. 
interesting society these days that you only need to be with your family mm-hmm. it's only the either husband or your father or your mother mm-hmm. those are the people mm-hmm. you can count on always yes which i it's true but hmm not but having an external support and having close acquaintances and supporters mm. really really help you yes. especially when you're going through family struggles yes mm. and very early on in life i had best friends you know who have those sort of people who i could like call up and talk mm. and spend time with and and there were people who would always be there uh, even like when i said relatives someone would always be there with me how yeah. and my father was um you know apart from this we didn't have other you know problems like financial and stuff so yeah. i was blessed in that sense um yeah. yes but however um while i was young i had two siblings and there were a lot of family struggles so uh that aspect was um, you know and i was growing up so i was a teenager and and growing up as a teenager and stuff and figuring out where what i want to do and what how do i want to carry on and stuff and also um taking care you know coming back from school and then seeing if everything was right or not like that that took a lot of energy and a lot of hard work um i think um how did I, it transform I, your life from all of that first of all i sort of grew up from that phase and uh, i think i realized at one point that i need to think about myself otherwise i won't survive yes yes i think that survival instinct kicked in yeah mm, i sort of realized did you that go into depression as much which i'm sure you would have i don't know if how strong the depression yes. was but i know those were phases and i'm glad that i took them as phases not something i didn't I didn't dwell on them yes. so much that I just couldn't come out of it. Mm. Yes, there were difficult times when I was a teenager. There were difficult yes. times when I was um in my high school. There was a difficult time when I was in college. Yeah. However, um having a sense of purpose really helped me out. Mm. Um you know what? It also grounded me um because I was the eldest. Yes. So this is just me, right? Yeah. So it, my issues actually also grounded me a lot, you know, whatever yeah. was happening with my family. instead of taking off i always thought about my family and and that aspect would always ground me back to my reality and would want me to work hard so yeah. yes there were problems and yes there were issues because of those problems but those problems also sort of grounded me and uh, asked me to actually find my sense of purpose it was also uh, a way for me to find who i am so if i say i was creative and i wanted to go into writing i actually started writing because of my problems right so yes. i started writing so those were i found uh, my writing as a way of catharsisism and it was cathartic and and i yes. started enjoying it so much that i actually wanted to be a writer at one point yes and that's when i realized that i was creative and that's when i started nurturing that creative self for myself and that's when i went to do you know whatever study and whatever line i picked afterwards and i feel that it those even though those that's when i say even though those were problems they also helped me build my personality and figure who i am as well hmm. so i i leveraged all that Mm, nice and uh, they, that also stabilized me later on because that i won't say like always i think it could have been much much of a smoother ride as well it was a rocky ride um, mm. and still is but i feel like 
everybody go through stuff so a lot of understanding and compassion and empathy it it it, it also build all, all those things in in me yes so yes. Yeah, yeah so it was all i i'm i'm still looking back i'm still grateful of, of all that sure yeah. and have you ever felt that uh, we as a country are lacking in the medical care section uh, when it comes to mental health um yes i would say uh the quality of psychiatrists and psychologists you know it's i would say and as far as i've heard from people is not as good yes um it's very recent that the mental health field has taken up yeah it was always hushed hushed yeah and uh, to find a right psychiatrist was really difficult and now people are trying to you know find therapist and psychologist yeah uh, but what, but, but what happens it, but what happens to people who cannot afford the therapist and the psychiatrist you know there are i'm mm. not so there are organize there are like hospitals like ibhas and all that mm. you won't believe how cheap psychiatrists okay. are there are okay. you know you'll see a line like the really big line people are standing mm. in front of the medication stall there in abhas and you'll you'll think that the whole of india is there like everybody is there for treatment yes yes <laughs> it's, it actually it actually makes you sad because um, they are there because they feel that the family members or they themselves will get cured and are they getting the right kind of attention right yeah. kind of support is one the question um there was a family um in abhas and uh, you you you'll see i'm not commenting on what's happening i'm just commenting on the condition mm-hmm. i'm not commenting on the if whether this should be there or not i'm just saying that people come from really far places yeah because they don't find psychiatrist or psychologist it's only in the metropolitan cities right yeah true but from really far places and they are staying in those places like really sleeping for 10 days bunking for 10 days 20 Man, days yeah. on the floors just with a blanket in the cold oh my god because mm. one of the person in the family is locked up inside or is getting treated and and when you go and meet them the person when they go and meet the family members the person is drugged up is yeah. is un- is is not even able to eat and speak properly it's disheartening yes absolutely because absolutely just because someone is going through mental health shouldn't mean that yeah. the life of everyone should be put on it's just it's disheartening it's absolutely. it's it's as if people are living but not really living and the cascading yeah. effect it has on all of the family members because just because there's no right kind of awareness yes and just because people don't realize there's so many ways to help someone rather than Absolutely. just taking them to a hospital and saying you know what yahi pe sab you'll just get treated right here today only take yeah. these medicines i don't know i'm, I'm yeah. not really True. sure that's how True. that's how it is supposed yes. to be yes But then and that's how mm. it's there in the aims as well so it's yes, there i know i know through. and what about the community the people the society in 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 like almost like a take away words how can we come together to solve this uh the to solve any issues related to mental health we need to sensitize people regarding mental health even right now in my family whenever i tell people like you know what so i did a talk here this is the article i wrote people yeah. have their own version of commenting like somebody would say you know what this is only with the girls i see it only happening with the girls Terrible. and then i have to 
tell them no it's not just girls <laughs> and the fact is it's it's only with the girls because they overthink mm. so i'm like no it's not just with the girls it's with boys as well exactly so it can be more I, with the boys like i won't even say that's a sexist comment i would say that's wrong because there are boys who are suffering and absolutely they can't talk out because exactly. of this sort of thinking yeah absolutely so i don't think that's right i think that even in my family and them knowing what i'm doing and all the advocacy i'm doing i still have to sensitize people regarding certain things so i again have to go back and and even if i'm with a friend i need to again be that strict and stern person when i say you know don't use bipolar and depression as so loose like loosely exactly you know don't 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 just say that it's okay you know you have to understand what a person go through and then feel it and you can only understand the person go through if you're either aware of it or you're sensitive to it yes. so if you're not active, so you have to build active, almost like an almost like an active empathy yeah mm. and and don't think that it can't happen to you one day like to exactly. to really think that you won't go through a certain trauma exactly. and you won't go through a life hurdle exactly. that's 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 saying that that's 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 really apathetic and and yes. to to yourself as well it's yes. like as if and i feel that's wrong that's what i kept telling right even when i was telling my mom that to think that something will never happen to you yeah when it actually does it's really hard to come out of it yes as opposed to being prepared and being sympathetic and and, and empathetic towards those things then you are able to love yourself even in those conditions yes that's the idea of perfectionism and ableism we need to destruct hmm. we are self actually are pushing towards we we are pushing ourselves towards a place a dark place by saying that you know what this will never happen to me or by thinking or being apathetic towards those things because what if it does and then your idea of yourself destructs the perfectionist the ableist the person you think about yourself crumbles down and that's when you feel that you can't come out of it and need a medication to support yourself hmm. and that's the, the the process of it and it's really difficult because loving yourself and taking care of yourself during those times is really difficult yeah. to think highly of yourself when you are in depression is really difficult absolutely absolutely so i think the society and community need to be aware and sensitive to those things because by doing that we are actually helping our own self and we are actually making those buffer systems for ourselves thinking about those certain situations which we don't know but 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 we are at least sympathetic towards it we we actually we we are actively empathetic towards it so it's not about like oh i don't want to worry about future all the time it's not about worrying it's about being in the present and just being sensitive to certain things that's all absolutely totally uh so active empathy compassion and being sensitive to other people i think this is what we need to actively develop all these qualities maybe perhaps from the level of being in school you know where it all starts and also you know being part of a family where elders can also be aware about all these things namrata yeah. thank you so much for your time i think we had some great takeaways thank you sushita so much for inviting me to this sos show and you're doing a really great job with it so thank you again thanks namrata practicing active empathy compassion and sensitivity can really help for any caregiver 
who has a mental health in his own family. Uh, I hope you enjoyed this episode with Namrata where she shares her story of her mother having schizophrenia. There are various causes of uh, schizophrenia which can be genetic, traumatic, also depending on the sensitivity quotient of the person. Developing a buffer system unconsciously can really help. Do connect to us on all our social media, Epilogue and Metaphysical Lab on Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook and I look forward to hearing from you. Thank you.